Welcome to the Sky Society Podcast, the place where dream careers come true. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Sky Society, Natalie Peters. Prepare for smiles, tears, surprises, and epic takeaways. This podcast is for the ambitious woman who wants it all and wants it real. We're diving deep with relatable and dreamy guests who are showing you what actually matters when it comes to starting and accelerating your career so you can make your dream job your real job. Let's make it happen. Welcome back to another episode of the Sky Society podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Kate Schlarf. She is the VP of Growth Marketing at Mulila. Welcome, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Kate. I'm super excited to share her journey today. I think it is a really good example of the beauty of nonlinear career paths. And Kate had transitioned from working at two very large Fortune 500 companies to now moving from kind of those old school industries now into tech. So very excited to chat about your journey making those switches. But before we jump into that, can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Kate Schlarf. I'm based in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm a growth marketer, which is sometimes mixed with marketing operations, demand generation, but kind of different types of digital focused marketing. And I'm focused currently right now in the software space. I love living in Charleston, got a little dog, love to go to the beach, really love concerts. It's like my thing. What was a good one that you saw recently? My friend flew in for revolution. So I really like like reggae beach rock and alt alt rock so they came to town and I had a friend from college fly down and we kind of made a little weekend of it so oh that sounds amazing I love the and when I moved to Austin one of the things I loved the most was a live music scene Um, I think the last one I went to was a band called Somersault oh yeah I know them they're pretty good it was so good like amazing live And what's cool about Austin is the venues are always really small and intimate. So yeah, it was so fun. We've got kind of mixed venues. My favorite is like on the beachfront. Um, I'm going to see Moon moon Taxi next month. And like you see the sunset behind the bands is like gorgeous. If you're ever in the area, highly recommend uh, checking that one out. That is unfair to have a beachfront venue. (laughs) Nice. Wow. Well, so your career, we'll make a little, a little switch talking back to a career stuff, but I did definitely a couple of things that I, I'm really excited to chat with you about today. And, and I kind of want to start with your biggest or where your career started, which was over at Barry Global and you were there for quite some time. So I think you were there for almost seven years, about six years. And you were working in, I think, global markets for a lot of it. So I'd love if you can tell me a little bit about your start to your career there and kind of how you made your lateral move that that helped you really accelerate your career. Yeah. So I started at Barry as an intern in college. It was actually my second internship. And you know how they kind of say it's all about who you know. I was... <laughs> desperately looking for an internship that paid. I was a very broke college (laughs) student and I couldn't afford to do a non-paying internship. It was very common at the time. And a friend at a party had been an intern there and told me like, hey, I'm quitting my internship. I'd, you know, I'll put your name in. And that's kind of how I fell into it. They're a a party. Yeah, at a party. (laughs) A fraternity party. I got told about an internship and that became a seven, seven and a half year part of my career. (laughs) 
So you never know. Always tell your friends and stuff when you're looking because someone may introduce you to something really good. Before you move on, I'm going to stop on that point there because I think it's such a good one of just telling, like vocalizing what you want, even if it's at a party, just being like, yeah, I'm on the hunt for an internship. You never know. And they, that person never would have told you for, for whatever reason you didn't start, start talking about internships. So, oh yeah. And it's, it's funny. Cause I talked to someone at a 4th of July party last week and they were like, if you're ever looking, we're literally hiring for demand gen leader, like right now. And I was like, Oh, I'm really happy where I am. But like, thanks man. Like you just, just tell people what you do and be nice. They'll people will tell you about opportunities. Yeah. And it's the same when it goes to, they say like the number one like motivator for buying a product is a personal recommendation, right? That's the thing that moves people the most. And it's the same when it comes to hiring decisions and even 100%. just getting someone out of Fourth of July party, like they already feel like they know you more and are more likely to make that recommendation. So yeah, such a, a great point you made there. Yeah. So I was at Barry. I kind of, like I said, I fell into it. They are a packaging company. So they make like the bottles and the jars and all the different packages for a lot of different things in your house. So anything from like the plasticky fabric that makes like a sanitary pad or a diaper to like a shampoo bottle, like a nail polish container, like all that stuff. So very kind of cool, but actually kind of boring. <laughs> so I wasn't stoked about it. I didn't think it would be long-term, but I kind of went in when I went full-time, I did marketing analytics and got into product marketing. They called it product line management, but really I was a product marketing manager. I was training reps on how to sell the product. I was making, you know, brochures and online, a little bit of online stuff. I managed like our online catalog, but it was not something that I really thought was like gonna be forever. I had a global business background. So I was kind of like, yeah, I'm stuck in Evansville, Indiana, which I'm sure most of your listeners have never heard of. And I just kind of thought it was like a short-term stepping stone. But about halfway through my time there, they acquired, had a merger acquisition with like a really large company that opened up a lot more global markets. That was my passion. That was like what I wanted to do. And they had an office in Charlotte, North Carolina, that was going to be running like the North American centered headquarters for global things. So it's kind of like dual headquarters, if you will. And I put my hand up to move there for a job. It was kind of, it, it kind of like hit me really hard internally because I had this whole idea of like, you have to move up the ladder. The next step needs to be, you know, you're an analyst and you're an associate manager, then you're a manager. And this was a lateral move. It was a move. And you were going to move too. Yeah. I moved like from Indiana to North Carolina, like halfway across the country. I didn't know anybody at all. I wasn't going to make that much more. It was like very, very lateral. So it was, it was kind of nerve wracking for me, but honestly it was like the best thing I could have done for my career. It really set me up to like have that one. It showed employers that like I was willing to relocate, but then two, it like, put me in this whole new department. I started learning things about global marketing and different research techniques because it was kind of a global market research arm, at least to start. And that really just like, it made my career take off. I was at Barry for a couple of years there. And then I actually was headhunted to go to my next job because I was in the Charlotte area and that's a very popular market. And they had seen that I, you know, had grown at another company I've been willing to move and things like that. So they were another big corporation looking for someone to be like that committed corporate person. 
So that kind of that lateral move is really what I say kind of helped my career take off was being willing to kind of not move up the ladder and just kind of try something different in another department. I love this story, Kate, for exactly what you said of that. It's so important for us to be open-minded about taking those lateral moves. And it is really easy to want to chase the higher title and the higher pay. And it's hard, like that move was a lot to go, okay, I'm going to move to a whole like place I've never been before. I'm going to take on an entirely new role. It's a risk and I'm not going to get paid more. I'm not going to get a higher title. And that is a very, very scary thing to do, but it put you, as you said, in a better position to be you know, to then get that next opportunity and to grow in your career. Is there anything, so for someone that's going to be considering making a lateral move, how do you know if it's, if it's the right lateral move? Because I'm sure there's lateral moves that maybe you will not end up, you know, being as successful as yours. Are there, is there anything that someone should be looking for when they're considering making a lateral move to, you know, maybe be a little bit more sure that it's the right choice in the long run? Yeah, I think a couple things first comes to mind is what do you stand to like learn? I, you know, you either want to be making money or you want to be learning something in a lot of roles so that you can set yourself up to make more money later or do, you know, the things that you really want to be doing. So for me, it was really about what could I learn in this role? And it was kind of clear if I wanted to start working with our international markets that, you know, being in the Charlotte office is going to be super important. So that was a big thing to me is like, what could you learn? And then another piece is kind of who will you work for? I'm a big, big, big proponent of like, what type of manager do you work best with and looking for managers that are going to be, you know, they're going to be empowering. They're going to give me opportunity. They're going to teach me things I don't know. And there was a great gentleman based in that office that I was going to be reporting to that really kind of sold me on the opportunity. So are you going to learn in that role? Are you able to grow your skill set? Maybe having a mentor or looking for a mentor, someone's going to teach you like who's going to be your leader in that role. And then even like, I think thinking bigger of even moving cities was a benefit for you because that city had more opportunity. A hundred percent. And I have a kind of my career bestie, if you will. We always talk about work stuff. We work oh. together <laughs> back at Barry and we're in different cities and she kind of did the same thing. Like that willingness to move kind of just showed companies that she, you know, she is someone that they could rely on. She was committed and she could move up. So that, that was a big thing for me, both in my relationship with the company, but also for me personally, like I, my personality, I just, it was very hard, but I just love moving to a new city and meeting new people and making new friends. And it, just was kind of awesome for me to have that opportunity. So if you kind of have that personality, I highly recommend to any of your listeners. I think that's amazing. And right before our recording, I was talking to one of our accelerator students and she was telling me, so she's like, I'm moving to Arizona. And I was like, you know, why? She's like, I just, you know, I, I need kind of like a fresh start. And I think it's such an awesome thing to do anytime in your career, but especially when you're young, I moved to Austin. I talk, I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but I never I knew anybody when I moved here. And I think it really, really challenges you to grow. And because I feel like when you live in a place that you've been for a long time, you kind of have this narrative about yourself that's kind of built upon the people that know you and the expectations they have of you. But when you move somewhere new, you kind of get to like start from scratch and really figure out who you are and be truly yourself, which I think is just a beautiful gift. So I always recommend that to anybody to, to pick up and move and, and see what you learn about yourself. Agreed. 
So you then got headhunted and you moved over to Sunoco. Can you tell me a little bit about your time there? Yeah. So that one, there were just some changes at Barry and, and I was really looking for something new. So it was kind of right time. They reached out at the right time and I, I took the, the email. And I went over there to be basically another product marketing manager. I was working with kind of very boring product line. It was like the plastic food trays, the lean cuisine trays and that type of stuff, like helping push and sell those and some other plastic products. But it was just like not a fun thing. But I knew it was a really, really good company. I'm very passionate about sustainability. So to me, it was kind of another one of those like, what can I gain? What can I learn from kind of being at this company? So I chose to make the move. And that was an awesome one for me because I had digital marketing experience from my time at Barry. And I did not know it when I was coming in, but they were actually looking to get into digital marketing in a big way and set up a whole department and had all these things. They just never had the person. So as soon as I found out when I came in, I started kind of putting my hand up and being like, you know, I can do this. I've I've done a little bit of this before. I know I can learn it. And within a couple of years, I was in a different role. I got promoted a couple of times. I got to build out a team and I got to just have this like amazing experience all because I put my hand up and was like, hey, I'll try it. I'll learn it. I know a little bit. I know I can go learn more. At the time, I was like learning HubSpot for the first time, which <laughs> sounds crazy because like a lot of marketers come out of college now knowing it, but we they did not teach HubSpot or Marketo in college when I was there. So I was learning that, put my hand up, and it was a very good opportunity there as well. Had a great leader who believed in me, kind of a, a woman who was very, she was very about bringing other women up and, and making sure that they got opportunities. And she kind of instilled that in me for continuing on in my career. And I was able to kind of build some some awesome teams there and really grow their digital footprint from like, basically a website to like this huge global HubSpot instance. They've got all these different global websites and a lot of cool things going on, going on over there now. That's amazing, Kate. And it's really exciting for me to hear, really inspiring how it seems like both of these or the way you've been able to grow so much is just kind of like raising your hand and saying, I may not know how to do it, may not know if I can do it, but I'm willing to try to do it, which is just such an incredible mentality to have. I do know that a lot of us and probably you too struggle with imposter syndrome. So yeah. what, <laughs> so you're mentioning, you're, you're sounding really brave and you're raising your hand and you're like, I can do it, you know, send me across the country or, you know, having to do this new team. How are you getting the confidence to, you know, say, you know, raise your hand for these situations that seem very intimidating? Yeah, I think one, it's like my mom, she I was raised by like very strong women in my family and my mom, my aunts, all that. So I always like go back to her and I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. And she's always very empowering. The other one is I mentioned that career, career bestie, if you will. I think that's so important. People always talk about mentors and that's great. And I have great mentors and I do believe in that. But I think it's really important to have people that that are your friends that you can talk to about what's going on in your career. You know, sometimes with your, your other friends, you may not be that close on things that are related to your job, or they may not get it because they're not a marketer or they're on your industry, whatever. I think it's really important to cultivate that early on and then have them as your sounding board. And my, my friend, her name's Cassandra. She's awesome. I will call her sometimes and she'll just be like, you know what? Shut up. 
you do know this, you know way more, you could probably run circles around that person or or this problem. And it's great to have kind of that that person that's like, no, like you can do this. I mean, you can tell yourself that in the mirror and stuff, but it, it's always helpful to kind of hear that resounding outside influence and like have that other person, whether it be family or friends, really like give you that point of view and like tell you or tell you if you're being crazy and it probably isn't a good idea. <laughs> that that happens as well sometimes. <laughs> it is really nice to have what you said, a career bestie. And I've had, you know, so many different guests talk about their perspective on mentorship. So it's really interesting to hear kind of how everybody uses it. But the one thing in common is that it is really awesome just to have people in your corner for you. And that also those people take effort to like build those relationships and to cultivate those. And they definitely take work to be able to, you know, have someone that's reliable and that's there for you in your corner. And I think the other thing that it seems like you're really good at, and I think everybody can work on this skill is just being able to figure things out and that just being confident in yourself of like, I think, I think I see this a lot with with women that are young and they're like, I've never done that before. I'm like, I can't, I don't have experience in this. I I probably can't do that job, but it's more so like, well, do you know how to, can you solve problems? Can you figure things out? Can you Google stuff? Like, can you learn? Are you willing to put an effort to learn? I think that is really what makes people successful when they're trying new things. One of my favorite uh, stories, I, so when I was at Sunoco, I hired a lot of direct reports and it just so happened during one period of time, I was hiring a lot of people that were recently out of college and they'd maybe had like one or two business internships, but this was really like their first real job. And I had one girl come to me during her one-on-one one week and she goes you know what I feel like I'm just like googling a lot like (laughs) I feel like I know a lot and people ask me things but then I just end up going and googling and and figuring it out is that normal and I laughed very hard and I was like yes (laughs) that is so normal and I said if you can keep that like learning like you're gonna look it up you that passion inside where you're, you know, I can figure this out. I'm going to go solve it. I'm going to figure it out as close as I can. And then I'll ask for help. Like that will get you so far in your career. But I thought it was funny because that is so common these days. Like to figure things out, you're just Googling it half the time. Yes. Now the next word that's going to be (laughs) Don't tell my boss that we talk about that all the time. Because sometimes chat GPT gives you wrong answers, but you are so right. Like I yeah. I see people doing that all the time now. It's like, how do I do this chat GPT? How can I, you know, whatever. It makes things so much faster. <laughs> but I think, and I, but it is, a, it's a seemingly simple skill, right? She's like, I'm just, I just like Googled it and I figured it out. But I've found in for so many things in my life, like people, most people don't actually take the time to even do that. They just like, oh, I can't do it. Like they don't even exactly. put the to learn it. So even if you're just like, well, I like Googled it or I watched a YouTube video, YouTube university. I watched a YouTube video on it. I, you know, searched that, like Googled it or on chat GPT. Like most people are still doing that. And I also, people that are way up in their career and have decades of experience on you are still doing that for things in their life. And that is absolutely okay that you don't know everything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Amazing. So, Kate, you were at Sunoco for quite a while before you kind of made a really big pivot in your career. So both of these were very, you know, Fortune 500 companies, very, you know, a little bit more less attractive product lines and plastics and packaging. And then you kind of switched over and yeah, made a kind of like a really big industry switch. So can you tell me why you decided to do that? 
and kind of what that meant for that this next part of your career? Yeah, so Sunoco was awesome. They gave me a lot of opportunities. I had great managers. We had grown to this like global department at global teams. You know, we had a great design team and I had a great mops team and social team and market researcher and all these different people. But, you know, I've always kind of been curious about startups and technology. I'm using technology every day in my work. And I kind of knew I wanted to give that a chance a little bit. So I started kind of looking and putting out feelers, but nothing really stuck. And then I got contacted by a recruiter at TruePill, which is a health tech startup. They do kind of like pharmacy fulfillment to your door. They're they're most known for like working with the Mark Cuban pharmacy. Like they help do part of that. And they kind of recruited me and I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to do tech. It's like this cool, shiny company, like awesome. And so I got to go over there and they were, it it gave me a different perspective because in B2B marketing, even at these large corporations, very like safe. We know the trade shows we go to, we may run a few ads, but we're not going to do different things. You know, TikTok, it's, you know, if we wanted to talk about something like that, it would be a long discussion and a lot of convincing because it's just very established marketing. It was like night and day. They were getting a lot of investment at the time at True Pill. So like we, you know, we were able to try new things and and I was able to, you know, try different software. And at the same time, I kind of learned startups are a very different kind of an animal. You know, you may be wearing way more hats than you had to in a traditional setting, which is kind of cool if you are that like learner personality. Let's like, I'll just figure it out because you kind of have to. And it, it just kind of gave me the opportunity to like try that and and just network with a whole different kind of group. And that is something I'll say about tech and tech startups. I've noticed there's like, it's a very well networked group and you kind of have to network your way in in some, some instances, not all. And it was very interesting to kind of see that and see the inside perspective of that as a marketer. But I got to work with some amazing people there. Sadly, I was impacted by some of their layoffs last year. So my time kind of came to an end quickly, but I got to meet some great marketers and work with them and still in touch with some of them. But then I, you know, I, I wasn't done with startups yet. I wanted to give it another try. And I ended up applying through LinkedIn, believe it or not. <laughs> I was not recruited to this role. And I am now the VP of growth marketing at Movala, which has been... Well, and then... Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Well, before I want to hear all about your time there at Movala, but I also want to touch on because your title at Movala too is growth marketing, which is the most startup title also ever. <laughs> so you like, you made a huge change from where you were to what, to where you are now. Go ahead. Are you going to... No, I, I was I was just <laughs> laughing because it, it is a huge change and it's kind of funny because I was I left a senior manager at Sunoco. I became a director going to Truepill, and then this was this was kind of one of those like back to reality. I actually came in here as a senior manager. Yeah. The marketing work was very different, and they brought me in as a senior manager in November, and then they made me a VP of growth marketing. Like after they saw my experience and like what I actually knew and could do in January, so that kind of goes back to that whole like give it a chance sometimes if it's lateral or whatever, because it can become a big, a big opportunity. They weren't in the position basically to hire a VP 
at the time I was looking, but quickly within a few months, it was within the budget and the opportunity. So it was kind of amazing to, to get to do that here. Yeah, that is the reality of startup life too, is just how quickly things can change, which is like you said, it's either, it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad things, bad time or bad, a hard thing to deal with other times, but it is really crazy to see just how, you know, big of a switch that you made. And then also being able to, to deal with being laid off, which is also something that no one ever really expects to happen. And, and to be able to move on from that opportunity to then do something even greater at a, at a higher title is, is really inspiring to see. So I would love to hear a little bit more about what your role of VP of growth marketing is. And if you can even just dive into a little bit more of that title, like growth marketer, because I think it's something that's a little bit newer that we're starting to see more often. Yeah. So with growth marketing, really my responsibility is to drive the growth drive. It's kind of some people uh, compare it to like growth hacking Um, You know, you're not just trying to do traditional marketing, like what can you do looking at your funnel? How can you kind of see what's performing really well and kind of reverse engineer and find ways to really improve that and grow? A lot of what I've done so far here has been really like setting things up. They didn't have like a marketing ops person. And since that's my background, I'm kind of like a combo role, you know, setting things up, automating it, making it so that we can measure where things are coming from. We can look at our like our velocity of like, if we have this many people come in, how fast do they move through? What's our conversion rate? And then we can kind of reverse engineer that to get the growth that we want. So looking at kind of our, our one, two, three year outlook, you know, how much more marketing and what kinds might we want to have, we have to do to reach those numbers that we're, we're trying to do. And it's really exciting, kind of fun. I'm doing like all kinds of different stuff. So I'm touching ads. We have an awesome head of design here named Amanda and um, she does a lot of our branding and stuff, but I work with her on like pieces of the website and landing pages. We're doing ads, we're doing webinars. Um, We've actually just entered kind of a new market space for us that I've never worked in and nobody here has. So like I'm doing a lot of like self-education on, they're called managed service providers, MSPs, IT service companies, like how you would outsource your IT. So that's a very interesting thing. Like I never really used Discord before this job. And like those people are in Discord a lot. So I'm learning a lot about kind of the community building piece, which is also a very trendy thing in marketing right now. So I'm kind of like a little bit of all the things. And then eventually, hopefully we'll scale and and we'll be able to hire more people where, you know, I have a community manager and some people like that. But for right now, it's kind of like that jack of all trades, you know, what's working, what's not. And how can we kind of optimize ourselves to really grow and, and get more customers? I always think that growth or thought that like the growth marketing role is really good if you also have that entrepreneurial spirit. So if you're someone that really likes trying new things and innovating, I think growth marketing is such a fun place to be in. I was on the growth marketing team once as well, and I absolutely loved it because our team was just the most fun. Like we just have the most fun out of all the teams because we were always just trying new stuff. And I... Yeah, I think it's such a great role to go into if you are, you do have the entrepreneur spirit. It's so true. It's, you can learn so much and just, you can try more things. I feel like if you're in growth marketing versus like a more traditional focused role, like just email marketing or just social. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
One of the other things you kind of talked about when you were saying you do all the things is just how much tech I imagine that you're working with. And we had chatted about this a little bit before the episode, but just how much you believe that learning outside of your role is beneficial to being successful and moving up in your career. And that it's important to know the technology and the business side and not just the marketing piece of it. So can you share some advice for marketers that are early on in their career on how they can work on building that skill right now so they can you know, get a marketing job or they can move up in their marketing role? Yeah. So obviously the first thing is like, take a lot of the basics. This is kind of a sticky point for me because I really don't like that a lot of the popular software makes it very hard to for people to access it. Like Marketo, you can't just like go have a Marketo instance. But for the things that are available to you, um, HubSpot's got some free certifications and things like that. I really recommend doing those and trying them, you know, asking questions. You may not be the web person at your company, but get to know the web person, learn about Google Analytics, learn about how, you know, Google Tag Manager works, learn about the different things and how they all work together. And that's kind of why I always say marketing ops is a great stepping stone because you have to see all that. But then beyond that, you know, a big piece is knowing how your company operates. I think one of the best departments for marketing to really get close to is operations. You know, how are you making money? How much does it cost to make what you make? In our case, we're like making software. So like a lot of our input would be like the peop- the developers writing the code and, you know, our hosting and, and how we host our servers and all that different stuff. So know how all of that comes together because when you're looking at like marketing acquisition and things like that, you're like, it's easy to say like, oh, this lead cost us about this much. And I, they spent this much on our product. So yay, we made money. But sometimes there's like leads that, that make money, but really they cost the company money. So I think the more you just learn about that and like the whole view of your company and how marketing can really fit into it, the better positioned you'll be to sit at the table when really important decisions are being made. And more and more, especially like startups and tech companies are bringing marketing to the table because we really see that early indicators, you know, things like website traffic, social mentions, things like that. Like we can really see those early indicators, unhappy customers, you know, that we may see an increase in churn. There's a lot of pieces of that where it's really important to kind of learn the rest of your business so that you can understand how that ties to marketing. And really explain that and vocalize that and come up with your own strategy ideas for the team. I think that's a very unique and powerful piece of advice. And especially when you are in a marketing team and a big, a big hurdle you often face in marketing is asking for more money or more budget because sometimes <laughs> they don't want to give it to the marketing. They never want to give it to the marketing team. They want to give it to sales. And if you understand if you know if you know what your boss wants, if you know what your boss's boss wants, and you can understand how you can better understand how to pitch your ideas, how to present your plan, and really tie in like marketing to the business strategy instead of just saying like, yeah, we should post on TikTok or you know, kind of the marketing lingo, but really, really being able to use their vernacular is going to be immensely helpful when it comes to that. A lot of execs I've heard have 
say, what am I going to get about out of it? Yes, exactly. And it, and it doesn't always have to be leads. It can be brand impressions or whatever else, but like ha- come in with a theory and a, and a strategy and how this ties the rest of the business. Cause they'll really respect that once you learn and show that you're learning beyond just the marketing department. Yeah. And when you are in a role, I think it's also super beneficial to look outside of what you're currently doing kind of outside of your lane. You mentioned different softwares. I, one of the companies I worked at earlier, early in my career, anytime I saw a team get like a new shiny software, I would always ask like, can I play with that? Or can I get a login or can I try that? Because those were just like tools I'm adding to my arsenal. And so going back into your point on like the importance of really educating yourself in technology, like look outside of your team or see what your coworker uses or your boss uses and like a lot of those softwares are expensive. So you don't necessarily always have access to them on your own. And so if you are working at a company that has those, like take advantage, see if you can get a login, see if you can mess around with it because those are just always going to be so, so, so great for, for you to have experience in. That That's so true. It's huge. And the other benefit is if you start to use a lot of different department software, you may see some overlap and you may be, may be able to help save the company money if by saying, hey, where these three departments all have this different software, but they all do the same thing. Can we all move to one? That's like an efficiency thing that really sets you up to be seen as a leader in your company. Such a great point. All right, Kate. So we're, I guess we're now not at the end of your career journey, but to where you currently are now. And I know there's so much more ahead of you and I'm excited to see what you'll continue to do at Movila and continue to grow there. But my last question for you today is, do you have any other advice you'd like to share with women in marketing? I think I would say just one, you can do it. Don't wipe the imposter syndrome out as much as you can. You can do it. You are knowledgeable enough. You probably could run circles around some of the men at the table. I just, I promise you that. So just kind of you take that little snippet and use it for motivation And the other piece is don't be afraid to put your hand up. I've gotten amazing places in my career because I've put my hand up and I've just been willing to learn. So, you know, lean in, get curious, reach out to people on LinkedIn or other places that may know about something you're interested in. And and it'll take you a lot farther than you think to just kind of be willing to try things and put your hand up. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you again, Kate, for coming on the Sky Society podcast. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with us today. And I just had such a wonderful conversation with you. So thank you so much. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can also join our private LinkedIn group for women in marketing. It's called Sky Society Women in Marketing, and you are welcome to join us on LinkedIn. And you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at skysociety.co for more information on all things marketing and career. And I'll see you in the next episode.